0: Amen and amen.
1: you. Yeah. Yeah. The devil sees My debt's been paid in full Every day he does miracles My God never can never fail. fail He's been through Time and again Trust him and see He's got all the piety He's never heard it. He's never learned see he's got all the power you he, he for kids and years. takes back what the devil steals my destiny has been full every day does miracles. I've got dreams turning into play to be How you need We say Start not me you hey.
0: thankful that we serve an awesome God that when you were lost in sin he found you he brought you out when you were sick he healed you when you were broken he put you back together when you were bound he set you free no matter what situation we could ever find ourselves in he's been there he's been there right with us and he's he's brought us through and time again and he will not stop now he will not stop he will continue to do what only he can do we serve an awesome God this morning amen let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning hallelujah Oh, we thank you, Lord. We glorify your name, Lord. You're greater, Lord, than the one hour we lost, Lord. You're an awesome God, Lord. Today, Lord, let us worship you in spirit and in truth, Lord. Oh, prepare our hearts now, Lord, to receive your word, God. Oh, prepare Terrence, Lord, to come to preach your word under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, Lord. Oh, Jesus, we just want to be vessels that you pour through, Lord come and have your way today. We ask that you would bless the tithes and the offering that we're about to receive, and Lord, that you would just continue to have your way in our hearts and our lives today. We give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. If you would, as the music plays, come and bring your tithes, and Children's Church, you are dismissed.
2: Glory to God. Let's give the Lord a hand this morning. Amen. He's a good God. Amen. said he's a good God. Amen. And uh, it's a privilege to be ministering this morning. Um, Brother Jason, as she said, is in Yakinville. I got the call Thursday afternoon. said, can you minister? I said, I can. Glory to God. So, um, you know, I'm thankful for the opportunity. Thankful for all that the Lord is doing. Um here at Lakeside Church, and, uh, you know, sometimes I don't get to say it enough. I don't get to talk to everyone, uh, every service, but we're just thankful the Lord's moving in the youth, amen, and we still believe in that, amen, giving the gospel to our young people, and um, so we're just thankful for that. Um, Now, if you have your Bibles, be turning with me to Exodus chapter 32. Now, Israel and them are going to hate me because I gave them a different verse of scripture, but I, to be honest, I have battled to find the mind of the Lord, but I believe that he's given me something, and I've been in between a couple different things, but I believe beyond the shadow of a doubt uh, that this is the word for this morning. Um, you say, Terrence, what are you talking about? You let God call you to preach? <laughs> You'll know what I'm talking about. But uh, here we are, Exodus chapter 32 this morning. Uh, if you're there, say Amen. And uh, we're going to be reading just a few verses, verses 1 through about 6. And the word of God said, Exodus chapter, chapter 32, beginning of verse 1, And when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mount, the people gathered themselves together unto Aaron and said unto him, Up, make us gods which shall go before us. As for this Moses, the man who brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we know not what has become of him. This is Moses on Mount Sinai conversing with God, the camp below. They say, we know not. Even though Moses said, I will be back down, they said, we know not what has become of him. It's amazing what happens when you wait on God or you decide not to. Amen. Verse 2, And Aaron said unto them, Break off the golden earrings which are in the ears of your wives, of your sons, and of your daughters, and bring them unto me. And all the people broke off the golden earrings which were in their ears and brought them unto Aaron. And he received them at their hand and fashioned it with a graven tool after he had made it a molten calf. And they said, These be our gods, O Israel, which brought you up out of the land of Egypt. And when Aaron saw it, he built an altar before it. And Aaron made proclamation and said, Tomorrow is a feast unto the Lord. Verse 6, And they rose up early in the morrow. And beginning, that means in the morning. Sometimes I get tripped up. But in the morning, and offered burnt offerings and, burnt, and, and brought peace offerings. And the people sat down to eat, to drink, and rose up to play. And I want to minister this morning. On am the subject, idols in the camp. Amen. Idols in the camp. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity to preach your word. I pray that you would anoint me now, even at this moment, to say only that which you would have me to say, to deliver it in the way that you would have me to say it. Let us do no violence to your word whatsoever. And Lord, let your name be lifted up above any other name that there ever could be as it already is, Lord. You are exalted. You are King of kings. You are Lord of lords, and I just pray that you would anoint me now. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. amen. Our, this is a, a sad, sad description, this story that we just read, and, but I want to remind you that the book of Exodus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, the children of Israel going through the wilderness is a type an example, the word of God said, of the children of God today. Amen. Though it's not in the same way per se, spiritually it is. Amen. You're going, th- you're going somewhere. You're going through a wilderness. You're going to come up on Red Seas. You're going to come up on the bitter waters of Mara, all those things. But what God's trying to teach us is that no matter the circumstance that we face in this life, if we will believe God, amen, if we will trust God for great and mighty things to part that Red Sea for us, not do it within our own strength, amen, not do it within our own power, we will see him come through beyond the shadow of a doubt. The Bible said in First Peter 1 through uh, chapter 1, verses 6 and 7, it said that the trying of your faith is much more precious than that of gold. I know a lot of times we think that whenever we're going through something, God's trying to see how we'll handle our money, right? We, we go through a financial trial. We think that God's trying to see how we'll handle our money. Or we go through something else. God, We're thinking, God, is, is, will I read my Bible even though I'm going through something? Will I pray? That's good if you keep doing those things. But your faith, amen, in the midst of the trial is what is being tried. Amen. We get focused on the things that are outward, the religious things. But really what this whole thing is about is the trying of our faith because it's much more precious than that of pure gold. Amen. The children of Israel going through the wilderness have seen the mighty works of God. And I, I want to say this statement at the start. Our leaving God always begins with forgetfulness. Amen. Our leaving God, amen, going in a wrong direction, always starts with forgetfulness. Amen. I remember being a young little boy, seven, eight, nine years old, and I didn't grow up in a in a household that was too godly, amen at all, to be honest. My grandmother taking me to church, but I wasn't in church every Sunday morning. Let me just be honest with you. But when I went home throughout the week, uh, it, I was around uh, the drunkenness. I wa- it wasn't, a, It wasn't. We, we had it all right. But still, it was, it was a little bit rough. And I remember one thing that stood out as I prepared this, the fear that used to grip me, amen, in the middle of the night as a little boy, seven, eight years old, scary movies are in the house, you know what it is. And, and, and you watch one and the devil just takes that and run with it. When you don't got Jesus in the home, amen, anything is possible. So be careful what doors you open up to your kids, amen. And I got to be careful with mine. There's certain things that I'm not going to allow him to watch. There's certain places he ain't going. There's certain things he ain't going to see. But I remember what the Lord, amen, had brought me out of, amen, and that there's nothing to fear, now that I have been born again. There's nothing to fear if you have been saved. There's nothing to fear if you are a blood-bought child of God. Amen. But over and over, the Bible said, remember. Amen. And that's just one thing that I've been brought out of. Trust me. I went in the world headlong. And I'm here to tell you that he's brought me out of so many things. But it can be easy to forget. Amen. But my Bible said, amen. Amen. Remember the works of the Lord, amen. Forget not his benefits, amen, and bless his name. I think of old David, amen, when he went to Ziklag, city burnt to ashes, amen. And sometimes these, these, these Bible truths, the world, the world will try to take them and discredit them. But I'm here to tell you that they're true. But David, greatest, one of the greatest men of God ever lived came to the city of Ziklag. His wives had been taken captive, amen? City burnt to ashes, everything in ruins. They took all his goods. But when he got there, amen, he, though he's seen what it was, though he's seen the circumstance for what it really was, what you're going through, I'm not saying it's not real, amen? But, I can, but the Bible said that when David went to the city of Ziklag, It said, after a certain amount of time, he made the choice to encourage himself in the Lord. Amen. And I can tell you, I don't know what exactly he said, but maybe he said, Lord, I remember the lion that you brought me through. Amen. I remember the bear that you brought me through. Amen. I remember the giant that you brought me through. Sometimes you got to take a look back and say, Lord, I thank you for that which you brought me through that trial that I thought was going to wreck my life, right when I was at the end, amen, right when Pharaoh's army was behind me, right when the Red Sea was in front of me, what the devil meant for evil, glory to God. I said what the devil meant for evil, what looked like I was going to be destroyed, God meant for good. And let me bring this out. When the children of Israel were, went to the Red Sea, the Bible said God led them there. Right. Glory to God. It's amazing what we find if we read the word. But when you go before they actually get to the Red Sea, it said that the Lord didn't lead them the other way because, that, because for fear, they may have ran away from the Philistines because they were men of war. But, the, but God could have just led them through smooth sailing. But he led them through to the Red Sea. Now it's an impossible situation. This isn't some little choice. Am I going to go here? Am I going to go there? No, this is your, if God don't move, you're going to be destroyed. Amen? I don't know where you're at. Glory to God. Glory, I try to go by my nose, but I can't. (laughs) But I don't know where you're at right now. But I'm here to tell you, though it looks like it's impossible, Though it looks like you're going to be destroyed, I know what it is to feel. Sometimes we make it worse than it is. And we can feel like we're on the edge of absolute destruction. But right about that time, that you think that you're about to be destroyed. My Bible said, Exodus chapter 14, fear not, stand still. Stand still, shut up, and watch God move. Glory to God. I said, stand still. This ain't in there, but shut up and watch God move. Glory to God. And I don't know what that impossible situation is. But one thing I do know is the God that we serve. Glory to God. And I'm here to tell you that while that miracle was the greatest since creation, glory to God. Since creation, I'm talking about when God created everything. (laughs) If that ain't a miracle, I don't know what is. You say, let there be light, there's light. Amen. You say, that star be there, and it's there. Amen. Since creation, that was the greatest miracle that God performed to deliver his people. But now, Glory to God. Some people ain't here. Since the cross and the resurrection, how much greater of a miracle has God done for us now in delivering his people? And when it was the Red Sea, amen, the greatest point of the whole situation is that it was all God, none of them. When I was lost in sin, when I was full of fear as a young boy, When I had no hope, didn't know what my future was. Jesus had already stepped down out of eternity into time, paid the price for my sin. And that's what I'm here to preach this morning. Jesus paid the price for our sin. And not only that, but he died and he rose again. And he's seated at the right hand of the Father. So that impossible situation is nothing for God. Somebody ought to give the Lord a hand in this place. It's my introduction. But we forget. We forget. This is where they were. After miracle after miracle, they repeatedly forgot what the Lord had done. I'm here to tell you this morning, if you just come to church, and you see God move once a week, you ain't going to make it. I'm going to just be real. You got to know how to live for God. Hello? And there's a way to do it. But we forget. The miracles per se ain't enough because that's what you see. And, again, another circumstance is going to come. Hello? Hello? It's how you travel through the thing. And if you don't learn, God don't take shortcuts. Yeah. you got to learn to trust him. I remember when I was in high school. I mean, I was going into high school. I got born again, miraculously, when I was 13 years old. Song said, I never shall forget the day. Burdens in my soul rolled away. You say, Terrence, you were 13. I know. I remember. I was there, brethren, and I'll never forget how I felt. But I remember, this is a very sad case, but I had gotten saved eighth grade year. We got young people in here. Maybe you're in eighth grade. I don't know. But eighth grade going into ninth grade. Got born again miraculously. I'm at my nana's house. She's giving me the gospel like you wouldn't believe. We're getting in the word of God through the summer months, but school's starting. Hello? Ninth grade, high school, right? We got really close to the first day. I said, uh, and I remember this like the back of my hand. I remember it like it happened yesterday, sitting at her, her dining room table. I believe it was me, my cousin, her. We'd both gotten saved, and we're just talking to her. I said, Nana, I don't even know why I said it. Maybe we were already talking about it. But I said, I'm afraid that when I go into this ninth grade, I'm not going to be able to make it. I ain't going to be able to live for God. And sure enough, the pressures of the world, amen, the pressures of the world I allowed to overtake me and I gave in. Amen. But I had forgot what the Lord had done for me. So here we are. Moses is on Mount Sinai at this time. This is after the miracle of the Red Sea. Your salvation is a greater miracle than even that, because here we are dead in sins dead and trespasses, no way that we can ever even get to God. But though since he died on Calvary, the Holy Spirit can now convict you and cause you who had nothing to do with God to repent at an altar and, be, and turn around 360 to serve the living God. That's a miracle. Amen. But we get caught up on what we see. Amen. But he's teaching us to walk by faith not by sight, amen? But this is a must learn, amen? We have to learn this. We have to learn to walk by faith, not by sight, to trust the Lord. One thing, I I didn't know how to trust the Lord back then. Some of you now, you go through something and you ever hear someone say, all right, brother, I got you, just trust the Lord. That's the last thing in this world you want to hear because it seems like, what are you talking about? There's got to be something else that I can do right? But the Bible said, stand still. See the salvation of the Lord. But after, so, so here they are. Come off, or Moses is on Mount Sinai. They said, where is he? What, what, what's become of him? We know not what. Even though they came through the Red Sea, Moses led them there. Every chance they got, they complained against Moses which in essence was complaining against God as well, said, Moses, have you brought us here to die in the wilderness? Amen. But every time God would do something miraculous to show them again that I'm still with you. Amen. And How many times does he do that with us? Just to keep us going, to keep our head above water, he'll show you that I'm still there. I'm still God. I'm still working. Amen but i want to get to this they said make us idols this make us gods same thing what a sad case what a sad case man longs to worship something even if it's worth less than himself they felt the need they felt i have to see something i have to worship something So they said to Aaron, make us a golden calf. Make us an idol that we can worship. Amen. But if we don't see God move in the way we want, or how we want, or how we think he should, we get discouraged, and we're thinking about walking away and leaving him. After all that, he's done. If you're looking back this morning, there ain't no nowhere to go. Amen. There ain't nowhere to look back to. Amen. Amen. But all God does is go forward. But if we don't see him move how we want, we, we want to throw a fit and move forward. And I'm guilty myself. But I'm here to tell you, we serve him. He don't serve us. Amen. Glory to God. Point blank, period. We serve him. He doesn't serve us. Amen. We lift our hands. Amen. We come into service, lift our hands, worship, things like that. But we walk out of the door uh, complaining about how bad everything is. Uh, we got to be careful. We got to be careful what we think is really a bad situation. And I, stubbing your toe, something like that—that's bad. I understand, but but there's worse things going on out there. Amen. They may have messed up your order at the at the burger joint, something like that. But there's worse problems than that. Amen. (laughs) Hello. We got some ugly Christians at the restaurants. Amen. I had I went out to eat with a brother, and and uh, manager came up. He said, "Hey guys, how's your this?" this ain't in my notes either. But brother came up, said, "Uh, "Hey guys, how's your meal? How's your salmon?" that's what the brother had. <laughs> he said, uh, and I was like, you know, you know, we good. we challenge. He's like, you, you want me to really tell you what I think of it? And I was like, wow. <laughs> All right. He said, uh, yeah, it's really watery. It doesn't taste that good. I was, and the guy's just like, oh my God. <laughs> and we got suits and ties on. And this is, I'm just like, this is a crazy situation. We should invite him to church now. Hello. Right. But sometimes We don't represent him too well, and if and if and if 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 he doesn't do things the way we think, we choose to just throw fits and act our way, amen. Hello, but we have to remember, amen. Now, for the the children of God, he blesses us repeatedly. He blesses us all the time. You can any time that I'm struggling, any time that I'm battling. I just look back, and I remember every time I truly called on the name of the Lord, he answered my prayer. I'm not talking about a little 30-second or one-second prayer. Now, he'll answer that, too. But when you truly call on his name, every single time, he answers, regardless of the situation. Amen? Regardless of the situation. I remember one time in Bible college and one of my friends he went out of town and here I am dry as a bone here I am all discouraged really for no reason all I had to do was believe God looking back because that's what he's teaching us I'm learning a little bit now what it is to just believe God hello but I said brother can you know he he had a little pet turtle or something and now he's not a weak link I don't, if you got a turtle you can be strong, cool, whatever he gave me the key and said hey brother can you watch it I said "All right, yeah no problem you know what I mean but anyway I ended up seeking the Lord in his room because I had a roommate hello you got roommates you can't do anything went in his room shut that door and I said Lord I need to I need to hear from you (laughs) glory to God Sometimes you got to just shut the door. Amen. I don't care what's going on. I don't care what's going on around me. I don't care who's calling my phone. I don't care who's on my Facebook messenger. I don't care who's on my Snapchat. I don't care who's on my Instagram. I don't care who's on my Twitter. How many more are there? Hello? There's too many of these things. Just turn them all off and get with God. Amen. Get with God. Get with God. And he answered. Glory to God. When you open the word of God and seek his face, he will answer. And here's the thing. Aaron gave in and said, make us, and he did what they had asked. How many preachers are doing what the people ask? Amen. Someone said that sweet sermons produce a sweet tooth for sin. Now, you think of it. You have a diet. You can't just eat candy all the time, amen. You can't just eat eat eat, eat little debbies and stuff, and zebra cakes, and 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 and, and, and whatever uh, cosmic brownies. <laughs> them things I don't even like them no more. They're <laughs> they're rough, but but. You can't just eat that all the time. Otherwise, you're going to feel awful, and you're going to start looking awful. Amen? And everyone's going to see it, right? You need the meat of the word. Glory to God. And Aaron here gave in. Now, let me stop right here and say, I'm thankful for our leadership here. Amen? Lakeside Church. I'm thankful for, for Brother Jason, Sister Summer. Amen? Can we give them a hand here today? Because, and it's not them, it's just they're staying true to the word of God. That's what it's all about, but we are sheep who need a shepherd. We don't, we don't need what we want. We, we have to get what we actually need, amen? And I'm here to tell you what you need, when. and I talk about seeking God. I talk about praying. I talk about seeking his face. Every time you do that, he's going to point you to the cross of Christ, Amen? He ain't pointing you nowhere else. Amen? The true shepherd, Jesus. Amen? Some people say, oh, brother, I just don't like my pastor. I ain't going to church. Huh? Yeah. That ain't good enough. <laughs> Glory to God. Get another church or something like that, but you need to be following the true shepherd. Anyway. Amen? John chapter 10, that is. My sheep know my voice. Amen? And I lead them where they ought to go. Amen? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, but he leads me beside the still waters, amen, and I'm here to tell you, once you know the true shepherd, nothing else will satisfy, amen, I love my pastor, amen, I love preaching, I love teaching, but nothing, can't nobody, <laughs> do me like Jesus the song said, amen, can't no one, do me like the Lord, amen, amen, Because when you meet him, and when you have sought his face, and he pours in the oil and the wine, amen? When he moves upon your soul, nothing else will satisfy. Glory to God. But Aaron gave in at this time to what the people wanted, amen? And as a result of that, we have idols in the camp, amen? Look, I wanted to preach something else, right? Talk about something. I don't. (laughs) There's a million things we could talk about. But idols in the camp is what needs to be talked about because idols, and we're going to get there in a second. Idols, what are they? Right? Well, really, to even though they were material a lot of times in the Old Testament and they actually made these idols and actually literally worshiped them, it's hard to think of that now. A golden calf things like that, uh, Moloch, Baal, uh, those things, but really an idol is anything, and I want you to hear me good, anything that comes between you and the Lord, and I think that should change the entire scope of your life, that statement right there, anything that comes between you and God. Hello? Hello? Do I got any saints in the house? Amen. We don't, I don't expect no hand claps on that. But an idol is anything that comes between us and God. Anything that takes the place of God in our lives, good or bad. I love my son, Glory to God. Been changing my life. The first four months, I didn't even understand what happened. I said this, he looked too much like me. I literally almost called him Terrence one time. <laughs> I ain't even lying. <laughs> but at the end of the day, and he's starting to get, you know, his own look now, his own feel. But at first, I was just like, this is crazy. Like, I didn't even understand. So I can't even imagine having a kid us. In, in high school, now, you know, we've all, if you did that, Lord forgives, we moved past that, but that's neither here nor there, right? But at the end of the day, I love them, right? Love my wife, love my family, love my dog, <laughs> love, love all kind of stuff. Love all everyone here in this church, right? Love the youth ministry. Glory to God, that's everything. All I think about is them. I'm going to just be real with you. Them, God, and Melissa, and that's it. That's what's on my mind. But they don't come first. They do not come first. I don't, I didn't want to, this, this, I'm going to just say this. It's always God first, family second, ministry third, in that order. And otherwise you're going to be in trouble. <laughs> and that's biblical. That isn't Terrence's little, 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 little speech. This is Bible. Amen it can't. It will destroy you. It will overcome you. Charles Spurgeon said, uh, it's talking about idols. Some people care about their dogs and cats more than their own souls. Yeah. Amen. Unfortunately, that's true, right? Yeah. But I'm here to tell you, they must be put away with. You got bad idols too. Amen. Now, let me say this before we go there. Another good idol, work, right? I love, you know, you you work, you get your money, you come home. That's what it is. You got to do that. But you don't need, if you can't afford a house on the lake, don't get it. Because now you're working 60 hours a week literally just to sleep there. (laughs) This is what people do. These are real things, but these are idols that will destroy our lives while it's not a golden calf. While it's not a graven image per se, it's an idol. Amen? Right? I like, I like preaching good sermons and stuff. But this is where it is. I'm asking us to ins- examine ourselves today to see whether we be in the faith. Anything that takes the place of Christ is an idol, literally. But he was worthy under the old covenant how much more the new? Many people mistake the old covenant and they think God is a harsh god and he's rough and all that and he's just looking to destroy people that doesn't happen too much people aren't too often struck dead i don't believe i mean i mean it it is happening though i'm going to just be honest but spiritually the the spiritual suicide is taking place because we're going to God a different I'm about to preach in a second. A different way than the cross of Christ. Amen. You can't approach God outside of the cross of Christ. In religion. See, because they said, let us, let me, let me, let's read this. Let's read this. Let's read this. Verse 5, chapter 32, verse 5. And when Aaron saw it, he built an altar before it. And Aaron made proclamation and said, tomorrow is a feast to the Lord. They wanted to have a feast to the Lord after they just worshipped a golden calf. Amen? You can't cover up sin. Right? This is religion. Religion is, seems good. But if it's outside of the cross of Christ, it's an idol. Terrence, what are you talking about? That's your opinion. You need to talk about something else. Paul said, Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom or words, not fancy speech to sound good, but to preach Christ crucified. Amen. Lest that people should be deceived, that people should walk away. But He preached Christ crucified. A lot of people come into Christianity, and they start out good, and I'm with that, and they get full of joy, full of peace, joy of the Lord, dancing everywhere, and all that. But there ain't that foundation yet. They don't understand the Bible. And a lot of people are in Christianity, but it's not Bible Christianity, not biblical Christianity. Amen? Biblical Christianity, no matter what, always points to the cross of Christ. Because that's why Jesus literally came. You have to understand that here this morning. Jesus came to go to the cross. Amen. He said that to his disciples. He said, I must go to the cross to suffer many things at the hands of wicked men. And Peter said, far be it from you, Lord. Rebuked Jesus. And Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan, not Peter. Hello? Because anything that tries to take away from the cross of Christ is of the devil. Yeah. And my Bible said, First John, that Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. Amen? And he did it at Calvary. But we got preachers today giving people what they want. But you can't. You can't. In the world, you can't come to God another way than the cross. The church, you can't preach something other than the cross and be successful. Amen? I used to think I was called to preach at age 13. I knew that 100%. I know I'm called to preach. But I focused for so long, even up to close to, what's that been, about over a decade now, but more than half that time I focused on Preaching, 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 preaching. But it's not about that. Well, when you get in the ministry, you learn that quick. It's a lot more than preaching. If there was a time clock of how many hours you work a week, if you truly do it, which this ain't about working, but you're working 40 hours a week. Trust that. But it's no game. But I used to think that it was about this and about that, and today we made it about our buildings. Amen? We made it about our suits. We made it about our music. And I ain't even going to get started on some of this new worship music. that. And any of that is just, why are you wearing what you are wearing? I'm the platform. And I'm going to just leave that alone. But we can't conform to the world. Amen. We are to be separate. They are to come to us. But I used to think preaching was just about preaching. But it ain't about that. And at Lakeside, it ain't about that. But what it is about, amen, is the lost being saved. Amen. Believers being baptized in the Holy Ghost. Sick bodies being healed. Amen. Sick bodies being healed to where they come through the doors. Hooked on drugs. I ain't going to give them some sweet sermon. I ain't going to give them what they want to hear. But I'm going to tell them that they are a sinner. But if they'll call on the name of the Lord their God, they shall be saved. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. And if we get away from that, and shame on any preacher that does get away from that. Heard one preacher, famous as could be, literally owns airplanes, said the blessing of Abraham was financial. What Bible are you reading? This brother's 80 years old. I'm 24, and I know that ain't right. But the blessing of Abraham, glory to God, is justification by faith, and you will be saved. Glory to God. And that alone, so when we look elsewhere, What what are we doing? It's not even church. It ain't even Bible. It's an idol. Glory to God. But we have preachers preaching things other than the cross, trying to win people another way than other than preaching the cross. And we can do outreach all day long, and we're doing outreach. But when you get there, and I don't care if you're one-on-one or not, they need to know that Jesus died for them. Amen? Amen. And that if they'll repent of their sins, there's an open door of salvation. There's an open door, there's a fountain of blessing waiting on the other side. Amen. We can't, there's nothing else to preach. But we've tried repeatedly to win people by another method. I like what one preacher said. He said, and it, and it struck me, when you know, it's gonna, it strikes anyone when you hear it, but he said, stop telling sinners that God just loves them and has a plan for their life. Because they might think, wow, I love me too. <laughs> I have a plan for my life. <laughs> it's deceptive. Right. The, the, the thing, I get it. Like, that. you might not say it out of a wrong motive, you may be honest as can be, but if they don't know that Jesus died for them, then we ain't giving the gospel like we should, amen? And this ain't going to be easy for you. I'd, it ain't easy for me to just, I don't just walk up to people and say, do you know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior? That might, that's a little weird. Say your name first. <laughs> Ask them their name first. And then proceed to go where the Lord leads you but they must know that, what I just said. I don't know how long I've been going, but, but we're getting there. Just follow me, but the child of God, there can be idols in your life. This is where I want to hit. This is, this is the most important part, but I want to bring out the benefits that we have as well. I don't want to just beat you over the head and then, you know, hang it, leave you hanging out to dry. None of that ain't what we're, what we're doing, but you got to hear me here. As a child of God, when you get born again, Amen. I got any born again believers in this place. Amen. Anyone ever failed God in this place? Raise your hand. No. <laughs> but I have. Amen. You say, Brother Terrence, you? Yes. And I ain't perfect. I'm going to just tell you that. Amen. Melissa will tell you that. All right? Is that right? He just got married a few months ago. But we fail God. Somewhere along the lines, you can get saved, be up in the clouds, be up in heaven. That's where I was when I got saved for the first two weeks, right? But eventually, you're going to come back down to earth. And somewhere along the line, unfortunately, I I, I wish so, so badly I couldn't say this, but you are probably going to disobey God. Not probably you are going to. You are going to fail God. Every man of God that's ever lived, the greatest Bible great you ever thought of, has failed God. I think only Joseph, there's not a a recorded failure. Other than that, and maybe Enoch, but that's it. I mean, and there's a lot of men of God in the word of God. But you're going to fail God. Now, what you do after that is everything, right? What are you talking about? I'm talking about good idols, right? Because I, I, love, I love my Bible. Amen? Live off it. Read it. I try every single day of my life. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. If you ain't in the word of God, you're going to get hungry spiritually quick. You can't go 24 hours eating without eating natural food. And we got some of us going a month without even opening the Bible. And I'm not talking about reading one scripture on your daily app that highlights itself at 8 in the morning. That's good, too. Do that. But get in the Bible and say, God, show me something. I need something. And he'll do it every single time. But when do you fail? Because what did they do? They made the golden calf. Then they tried to cover it up, fig leaves, right, fig leaves, but we try to cover it up with reading two chapters, amen? we try to cover it up with praying for three, four minutes, but that won't do it, amen, that's why I say you have to learn how to live, amen, how to live for God. By faith alone. That's, 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 that's why we miss it, because it's by faith alone, not by anything we do. It's hard for us to grasp that. It's hard for us to understand that, that as long as my faith is in Christ Jesus, what he did for me at Calvary's cross, my first love, how I got saved. Every day I wake up, Lord, you paid the price for my sin. Every day I wake up, Lord, you paid the price for my sanctification. Lord, you paid the price for my justification. Lord, you paid the price so that I could walk and talk with you each and every day. That I could have communion with God. That's my hope. But when I get outside of that, it's an idol. Because I'm trying to cover something up that I've done wrong. By do- no, all, the only place that sin can be forgiven for the sinner, for the saint... Is at the cross of Christ. You don't need to go through four or five. This is good news, brother. Some of you in here, you've been trying to get back to God and squalling and bawling and going crazy. But all you need to do, it's a one-step program. So, So shut down all that other religious activity. Sometimes I know what it is to hide behind the piano. Amen. I know what it is to hide on the platform because I'm wearing a suit, tie almost every week, something to that degree. You guys wouldn't know anything I'd done. But the only thing, look, we go to church. I had a friend went through something terrible, and he told me he watched more sermons than he could stand, trying trying to find the victory, trying to have God just give him something trying to just get something to make it through. That's good. But he has provided something better. You don't need to be just barely holding on all the time. That's not Christianity. Jesus said, I came to give you life more abundant. And either he's a liar or he's telling the truth and God forbid that he should lie. He is, he is not the son of man that he should lie. But he's God. He literally cannot lie. And he said he came to give life more abundant. And you say you're a believer, but you're defeated. So there's a problem. But I'm here to tell you. Look no further. And we need to put up Colossians three, one through about four, somewhere in there. But look no further than the cross of Christ. Amen. That's it ain't it ain't hard. Amen. Repent of that sin. Amen. Repent of that failure. Don't try to cover it up with a good act. Amen? But go to the cross and stay there. Kneel at the cross. Jesus will meet you there, the song said. Some of you in here, so miserable that it's crazy. <laughs> but all you need to do is go back to the cross where the burden was originally lifted. Amen? And just trust him that it was enough. Colossians 3.1. I don't got it right here. If you then, this is a believer... Be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sits on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth, for you are dead. <laughs> Glory to God. I know we want to get fancy, amen? We, we, we like us, <laughs> but you're dead. <laughs> Glory to God. And your life is hid with Christ in God. How are you dead? Because at the cross. You were crucified with Christ. So now that's your literally your, where you stand. You are dead. Your life is hid with Christ in God. You are justified by faith. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall you appear with him in, also in glory. Amen. Glory to God. We're going somewhere. But all that you need to go somewhere, some would say to make it in the rapture, that you have to be consecrated to a certain level. But all that my Bible says is that my life needs to be hid with Christ in God. Amen? And if you're saved, if you place your faith in Christ, what he's done for you, you are dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. Amen? Look no further. Some of you have been looking to the left, looking to the right, looking to that person, calling this person, praying and fasting and weeping and crying, and I get it. And you should do that over sin. But you are dead. And God doesn't say, you failed, you're out of here. Amen. This isn't a three strikes, you're out. But this is, come to me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Glory to God. What a mighty God we serve. Amen. He knows what he's doing. He knows the sheep that we are. <laughs> we, are we are sheep, but he's made a way. Amen? And he knew that we would fail, and that there's never an excuse for failure, but he's made a way for us to get through. Someone said that anytime time that this Christian life begins to bag you down, to weigh you down, and every day seems like a struggle, then there's a good chance that your faith is in the wrong place. Amen? All right. This, this Christian life isn't a burden. Yeah. It's supposed to be a joy. Amen. He said, with joy, let us run with patience the race that was set before us. And it's a race of victory, my friend. Song said, Jesus, hold my hand while I run this race. But you ain't running it alone. It's a race of victory. Amen. This ain't a race of hopefully I make it. Amen. And this ain't a race. Some of you in here are slower than malarkey. But this is you got to finish the race. That's all that it is. It don't matter when you finish. It don't matter how you finish. It don't matter how you get there. But what matters is that you finish. And here's the thing, he's the author and the finisher of my faith. Glory to God. I said glory to God. That's the way. It's all by faith. All by trust. Amen. Some of the things we struggle with, I'm here to tell you, they're only symptoms of the real problem. Some of you in here, you're struggling with a particular sin, amen? You may be, uh, you may be lighting them up, hello? I'm not talking about boxing. <laughs> I'm talking, of, you may be struggling with that too, beating people up, I don't know. <laughs> but when, right when we get out of here, you're just ready, right? You're, that tobacco's blazing before you get to the end of Pine Ridge. For those online, that ain't far. Now, look, we eat Big Macs, right? So, I don't know. But if you if you ate as many Big Macs as cigarettes you smoke, you'd be gone. <laughs> so, I ain't going to sit here and beat people over the head. Because I'm going to eat after it. <laughs> Hello? Does anyone in here like fried chicken? We already got it. That ain't good for us. <laughs> I'm going to just be, I mean, you know. But some of you in here, you struggle with certain things. Hello? Could be sexual immorality. Could be cussing. Hello? You try so hard not to cuss out your husband. It's crazy. Oh, Amen? And I, I you know, but, but so you may just be rough at home. Hello? This is a real thing. Some of you may be more impatient than, than, than anything. See, because we like to just look at those things, right? Smoking, drinking, cussing, right? Now let me say this. alcohol's a sin. Hello? You can't just go buy one. Hello? I used to, hello? I used to be, I used to go that road. All I could buy was a third. I couldn't even buy it back then. But all you could get was a 32 ounce and, and up. You couldn't just go buy. Yeah, I'm gonna get one can of beer. You can't do that. What? How much is it? 75 cents? You can't do that. You're buying the six or 12 pack. And what are you gonna do? Leave it in the fridge and look at it all week? Because this is this is a real thing. This is a real question. These are real. We got believers that and I ain't talking about just them that struggle with that but we got believers out there that don't even they don't even know nothing. The things that you think are just small, they really struggle to understand. So, but 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 you may struggle with anything. I ain't going to lie. I, I get I get upset pretty easy, right? Hello? <laughs> I bought five white shirts. Actually, I got them for Christmas. But brand new. They're like 60 piece because they're white dress shirts, pressed to the max. Perfect. And they're gone. <laughs> I opened one of them. Wore it to church. Come home, gone. I was... I have been mad for one week about that. Riding down the road, wear those shirts, <laughs> because I'm not buying. I'm not about to spend 200 on three more white shirts. I'm sorry, that just ain't what I'm doing. That's why I get them annually, Christmas thing. But I searched the whole house. I'm talking car, truck, closet, pantry, bathrooms, kids' room, closets, just everywhere. <laughs> I'm going crazy on I'm, I'm going, you threw them out. That's what I said. I said, you threw them in the garbage. Why? They were brand new shirts. You threw them in the garbage. Looked everywhere. Looked high. Looked low. I, until last night. This is God honest truth. There was a part in the closet. You could see everything up there. <laughs> but this is the thing. This is the thing. Then there was this space about two foot long where it looked like there was nothing there. And I said, let me just see what it is. Went like this. Could barely reach it pulled down brand new shirt in the package <laughs> I told Melissa I found them found them found them but some of you in here you get angry at nothing hello I mean if they mess up I well I ain't going to share that but but you 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 it's a real thing and I'm asking the Lord help me deal with this help me deal with it cuz we're we're called to love one another amen this Jesus said, "Love your brother as yourself," and if you ain't doing that, there's a problem. That's a sin. <laughs> I'm talking about idols, though. Yeah. Idols in the camp, but but how do you deal with it, right? I take it to Calvary, amen. But they're symptoms. Those sins are symptoms. You have a sin nature. You gotta understand that. This is the Bible. Romans 6, 7, 8, Galatians 2, Colossians 3, everywhere. New Testament, New Covenant, New Testament, New Covenant. Gotta read this. But said you're crucified with Christ. The sin nature. And some would say when you get saved, you don't have a sin nature no more. That's a lie. I do. I'm not gonna, I mean, there's something there that I don't want. Right? Do you think that just comes from somewhere? No. You have a divine nature and a sin nature, but all those problems that we just mentioned are symptoms of the real problem. Hello? What's a symptom? You got a runny nose, you got a sore throat, you think it's this, bronchitis or whatever. That's the actual problem, but your actual problem is a sin nature. It's not your husband, not your wife, not your cigarettes, not the fact that, well, I won't go there either, but they're not, they're symptoms. But if we don't understand this, we're living for God outside of a way that he's prescribed, which is by faith understanding that Christ has already won the victory for me. Amen. Singers and musicians, would you come up here tonight, this morning? But I'm here to tell you, we erect idols without even knowing it. Amen. Let me go to Exodus 32, 31. We'll be closing with this. Says, after they had sinned, and Moses returned unto the Lord and said, Oh, this people have sinned a great sin and have made them gods of gold. Yet now, if you will forgive their sin, and if not, blot me, I pray you, out of your book which you have written. This is Moses speaking with God. And wait just a moment before you guys start playing. But it said... That Moses went to to, to intercede for the people. And the Lord said unto Moses, verse 33, Whosoever has sinned against me, him will I blot out of my book. This was no game. Hello? These idols that were made, the golden calf, under the old covenant, it it was an egregious sin. Terrible sin. But God spared them not. You understand that? Even though Moses tried to intercede, even though Moses went to God himself and and God had forgiven before. But this time it was an awful sin because they had forgotten. And they said, this God brought us out of the land of Egypt. But there's only one God I'm here to tell you that brought you out. And it was the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you forget him or go another way, it's an idol. But I got good news for you. Just as Moses went to God then, and God spared them not, Christ sits at the right hand of God, and he ever liveth to make intercession for us. And now, forgiveness is guaranteed. Glory to God. But it's only through his mercy. But the idols and how we handle our faith, if we do it in the wrong way, if it's outside of the cross of Christ, if preachers preach things outside of the cross of Christ, it's surely an idol. Unacceptable to God. And that's what it is. You guys can begin to play. But I'm here to tell you they're unacceptable. 1 John chapter 5, verse 21. One of my favorite books, 1 John. John said, little children, the last line of the whole book, little children, keep yourselves from idols. Amen. I'm here to tell you, God can't accept anything else. And you may think, I don't know if you're struggling with the world, I don't know what you're struggling with, but God desires to take it. Amen. God is a good God. He wants communion. And he wanted communion so much that he didn't just want it and do nothing, but he actually went to Calvary and purchased it. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19 through 23. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. And having an high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Amen. The door's open this morning. Would you stand with us here? Idols. If there's anything, this is my altar call here this morning. If there's anything, and I ain't asking you to respond to me or my message, I'm asking you to respond to God. If there's anything, and if someone comes down here, don't look at them weird because we all got something. But if there's anything that's in between you and your relationship with God, be it good, be it work and family and busyness of life, or be it a sin that so easily besets you, He wants you to lay that down so that he can have fellowship with you. Because your walk with God will never be what it ought to be so long as there's something between you and him. You're not going to be sinless, but understand that your victory is already purchased in Christ Jesus. As they sing it here this morning. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for this service, Lord. I'm praying that you would begin to convict, that you would begin to move by your spirit upon those who need to give you something this morning. Lord, I don't know what it is, but Lord, surely you know and you try the reins of our hearts, but you're here to create that clean heart this morning. And Lord, we lift up our hearts to you, Lord. And Lord, we withhold nothing Jesus' name. Now, I'm going to ask, if that's you, I want you to step out. If you just want to, as they sing it, step out without even thinking about it. Say, Lord, here I am. Don't wait. Don't let them sing it 10 times. Just walk down. Say, Lord, I'm yours. Amen. Would you sing it? sing it again. I just want to say this. He's worthy. Amen. He's worthy of everything we have. Half measures won't do, especially in the times that we're living. He deserves everything. And he wants all of you. And he wants to make something out of you. But you have to lay it down. Amen. And he'll give you clean hands, a pure heart. Amen. And as if that's your desire, as they sing it one more time, These altars are open here this morning. I know I need a clean heart. And I say, Lord, would you clean me up? Would you turn me around? Would you change me? That which is displeasing to you. If that's you, if you just want to spend a moment with the Lord this morning, maybe you didn't respond the first time, that's fine. He's still here. Amen. These altars are open as they sing it again. Sinned a great sin against the Lord under the old covenant. Jesus hadn't even died yet, but God honored his prayer when he said, Create in me. He said, I can't even do that. I want to do that, which is but I know my heart. And he said, Lord, create it for me. And the God who created everything would begin to work on his heart. Our hearts need work this morning. Amen. And he's faithful to do it, who has promised. If we'll just open ourselves up to him, yield. He's faithful to clean us up. He's faithful to create that clean heart that you so desperately want. Amen. That which you know you should be doing, but it's hard to do. It's hard to live for God, it seems. He'll create that clean heart. Would you pick it up on that chorus one more time? These altars are open this morning. We go out these doors Lord teach us how to live for you Lord teach us how to give you the glory that you deserve each and every day of our lives Lord we ask you to forgive us for giving you second place Lord you deserve it all you deserve all the glory Lord while we couldn't even save ourselves you did even that for us that whosoever will may come and Lord I pray teach us Lord how to be yours and yours alone forgive us for erecting idols in our lives that are displeasing to you. And Lord, we just give you everything. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. More of you Mondays tomorrow night, 6.30 p.m. Um, If you have a teenager, bring them to be with us. We'll be getting in the word.